I don't think there's anybody tonight, Ollie. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> we are starting. We're, just, we're, ta we're talking to no one because no one's aware. It's okay. All right. We'll It'd be just you and me. And the world to be. It's kind of appropriate since what our topic tonight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly. Well, let's, slightly let's, let's start this thing. Good evening. Oh, I lost Holly. Where'd she go? Welcome to Slip Into the Night, Episode 4, minus a Holly at the very beginning. <laughs> Here she's back. Welcome back, Holly. The wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna keep that whole NPR like uh musical star streams <laughs> opening. I'm like, Hello everybody. It's almost like my uh uh 40 and slip bedtime stories. Hello everybody. Only that's like me like breathing over your neck like and it's that it, uh, an obsessive well, asshole. And it reminds Hello, me of everybody. <laughs> it reminds me of um they had like on public television these little astronomical um, clips. They'd be like, um, I don't know, like five minutes, and a little astronomer from the space center would walk in on this like kind of, you know, instrumental spacey music, and then talk mm -hmm. about all the star alignments, and then yeah, yeah. It, it, I used to love waiting for musical star streams. Mm -hmm. It was the only thing on the radio of its type. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Sunday nights. I think it was like 11 p.m. where I lived. I, I mean, there was, and it was it. You couldn't find anything else that was playing any type of new age music <clears throat> anywhere. And I fell in love with it. I mean, I still, you know, enjoyed rock and roll and hard rock and heavy metal and alternative rock and. I, I, you know, some country, all the other bullshit that I listened to, mm -hmm. but I found this and I was like, this is like, this is like sitting around reading a book music. Mm, yeah. Very relaxing, you know, or meditation music It was great stuff. And I, 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 I went on a deep, deep rabbit hole with new age music. Yanni and Kataro, the Narada collection. The Neurotic mm. Collection, bringing, uh, bringing you subdued emotional sex between partners. <laughs> getting, getting men who practice witchcraft sex. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, the neurotic. But the, the sex is coming through because we're going to talk about taboos tonight. So the taboo. Taboo. Uh, no, we will not be uh, showing a live screening of the movie Taboo, which is a <laughs> porno uh, where mothers and sons have sex with each other. That is a big taboo for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I I hear about that 
those movies all the time because the the morning show that I listen to, the comedian on there, he always says that his favorite porno is Taboo Two. <laughs> oh boy! Oh god! Uh, that's some shit right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taboos. Mm-hmm. Those things that either we shouldn't do or we think we shouldn't do. Dun, 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 dun. I suppose I suppose you could say like all of the thing, like a lot of the topics that we discuss on this show could be considered taboo. Oh, absolutely. I was thinking about that when I was like, yeah, kind of this is a little bit of what Slip Into the Night is about is having um, conversation about things that we um, in polite society, maybe you aren't really supposed to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of either because it's either too, um, you know, it, it, it crosses some kind of cultural rule or um, sense of propriety or it's been branded as a cult or mm-hmm. um, somehow inappropriate. And you and I like to go and um, you know, poke that wasp nest a little bit and and, uh, a and bit. talk about those things. Christ, I down right and knocked it off the fucking tree. <laughs> right? Well, or like how you like to say you'd like to go down that rabbit hole or, you know, do the uh, Alice in Wonderland fall down the fall down the tunnel and into the other dimension thing. Um, or, you know, it just I, kind of... I, I wasn't late. I beat the fucking rabbit to the hole. <laughs> you die right in. Fucking... I didn't need an invitation. Drink well, this, know. this. Okay. The, the invitation is the red pill or the blue pill. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like... Fucking, the things that I used to do, like... I think about that, too. Like, the, the, the drugs that I used to take... When I was younger, mm-hmm. you never knew what you were putting into yourself. Mm-hmm. Like right. when it came to like acid tabs, I didn't know mm-hmm. what the hell I was putting into my body, but I just take it like, ah, mm, uh. you know, I didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And I think back on that, I was like, Jesus Christ, man. Somebody could have given you anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Russian roulette there with, yeah. and, you know, drugs are taboo. Absolutely. Well, a drug addictions. I mean, and and no drug drugs are still taboo. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. Even with even with the legalization of weed, mm-hmm. there is a uh, there's a strong hold that the prohibition era of weed had laid over people, mm-hmm. and uh, because of it, uh, there's a guy that, that I I get my weed off of. And it's completely legal in the state of Maine now. Right. Like, I can smoke weed. I can get weed. Like, technically, you can't buy it. Technically. Mm. But somebody can give right. it to you. Right. And then you can give them, you know, some money for their time. A delivery or fee. Or whatever the case may be. And uh, <laughs> this the guy that I normally get off of, all the time, he's like, dude, not over here. They have cameras. It's like it's fucking legal, right? But but people still hold on to this old, uh, their their old ways of thinking. They're we're conditioned, 
you know, oh, I gotta, I gotta go hide. Oh, yeah, don't, don't talk about that. You know, like if you're gonna I, do that, do that behind that, closed doors. The thing that I hate the most, that I, I, I hate absolutely the most, is the fact that if someone smokes cigarettes, they can go outside and smoke a cigarette at a party or whatever. Uh, if someone wants to drink, they can sit there and drink their face off. But if you light up a joint and you're in mixed company, you have to go away right, and hide. Mm -hmm. And that's still even prevalent today. Is that whole, I got to go over here to do this. And, and, it, and, and we shouldn't have to. Well, right. And I mean, you know, I work in a medical office and there, it is legal in my state to get medical marijuana, but I still have patients that are just like, with the can I talk to the doctor about this? Well, it's, they kind and, of, and it's also, I, it's, it's, I, it's decriminalized in your state too. It's yes. not just legal medically, it's decriminalized. So no one yes. can get arrested for it. Right, but there is still that social stigma. Mm -hmm. Even though I find dealing with someone who is high off of marijuana much, much easier to deal with than someone who is um, tr drunk off alcohol. Right, but the but my point being with the whole thing is that those like marijuana, uh, psychedelics use, uh, any type of drug really, it's it, there's a mm -hmm. taboo associated with it. Now I'm I'm of the school. That everything should be legal. Cross the board. Let the who who let the dogs out? Just fucking let them out. Mm. You know. Yeah. Because it it just it it creates too much bullshit. So what you wind up having because of these taboos um, mm -hmm. is you, it it creates more problems. So because it's only a black market market. Mm -hmm then there's all kinds of shit that's going on with the stuff. Like there's been all kinds of reports about how cocaine is just like, it's got all kinds of, uh, uh, animal, uh, antibiotic mixed in with it mm -hmm. because you know, these people are all fucking making money. They're trying to freaking cut this shit with this, what, whatever. It's the same thing that you're finding with heroin. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it was legal and it was all clean, Mm -hmm. And they put the money into treatment and, you know, because as with anything, there are people who can drink alcohol and there are people who cannot drink alcohol, but it's legal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we let that happen. You know, so basically what I'm saying is there are people that can handle themselves and then there are people who can't. And those people exist in all places. Like uh, Joe Rogan talks about it a lot with weed because people, uh, you know, people always say, well, people who smoke weed, they have no ambition. Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan, I, I, mic drop, I'm done. The guy smokes weed all the time and does mm -hmm. so many different things. Right. Jiu-Jitsu, uh, yeah. a podcast, he's a comedian, TV right. shows. Yep, commentator on the yeah commentator on UFC fights. He's all yes. over the place. Yeah, always working. Right. You know, so there are people who can hold their shit together, but these things are taboo. Well, right, and I think there's a lot of judgment there as well that you have to live a certain kind of lifestyle, and um, 
because society says that that you're only worthwhile or good. You know, if you ingest certain things. Ooh, the oh, kitties. Oh, now we can see Ollie. <laughs> ah, I hate that. We can see Ollie. <laughs> I'm shy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway. Um, yeah. In my it, cave of a house. Yeah. It, well, it was really, really dark. I don't think anybody could see your house. Um, so the, 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 you know, the problem is, is that with all of these things is if it's a step outside of the norm, you know, and then all of a sudden it becomes, well, that's scary. I'm trying to think of the, there's a book that I read when I was in school and there's a woman who lives on the edge of the village or whatever. And she's like a Quaker, but everybody thinks she's a witch. Uh, and I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, um, the, the, it, because they didn't understand who she was, they branded her as something else. Because yeah. anything yeah. outside of the norm is taboo. Right. You know, whenever, like, and not so much anymore, but of course I don't do th those types of things anymore. I'm not, like, actively, like, reading tarot cards or whatever. But back when I was, if I had mentioned it, like, in hushed tones, like, people would be like, anyway, why'd you do a reading for me? Right. You know? There's a big biblical prohibition about divination and to um, trying to see through, um, see into the future. And so anything like reading tarot cards is very much, um, it's pretty clear in the bi biblical text that is a, a that's a taboo. It's a no-no. And that if you believe a certain thing, you, you don't engage in those kind of activities. Now that's taboo. It's taboo. Can't do that. That's right. It's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. But I think what I've noticed myself as I've gotten older is that a lot of these things that are considered taboo are just misunderstood or they're not understood at all. A and, lot of them are. Yeah, and and because we have this innate fear of things that are different. Human beings are very weird. And I've heard people talk about it, like, you know, what is it that we, we, we have to do to stop the differences? And, be, and people just want to, people suck. I mean, <laughs> people have a great capacity to be good, but overall, people suck. Right. You, so oh, I, I think hate, a I lot hate, of. This is one thing I hate to, I hate to, uh, to, to, to bring up because it is, it is 9-11, but. I saw a thing today. I hate things I see on fucking Facebook unless they make me laugh. Then I like them. But someone posted something today and it said, I would never, ever want another 9-11. But from 9-12 and for about six months later, this country was more united than it had ever been. People weren't asking each other if they were Democrats or Republicans mm -hmm. or, or whatnot or whatever. It, mm -hmm. We were just one nation. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, wow, that's, yeah, that's so true. Yes. 
Well, I think that gets to the point that I was going to make is that a lot of times these taboos are not so much about personal choice or personal freedom, but about what's best for the tribe and for yeah. the um, the greater collective. Right. And in the case of 9-11, and it can be very taboo to say anything against 9-11 or any other similar tragedy mm-hmm. or, you know, and I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there about 9-11 and, and sometimes that's really getting on the edge Mm-hmm. You know, steps that were taken afterwards, any kind of criticism there is very taboo. And it is um, because it is um, has to do with our tribal identity as Americans and our kind of our tribal. I, right. You know, and and you're either in or you're out of the tribe. But, if you're but, what, in- but what, what I think what I was trying to point out, though, is that because of that one big tragedy. Mm-hmm. The differences between us didn't matter as much. And I'm sure to some people, our differences still mattered. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there were some assholes out there. I'm sure there were a bunch of assholes out there. But mm-hmm. it, it, all those things melted away. Mm-hmm. And what I've found, you know, as I get older, like I was saying before, is that these taboos, a lot of these things, they're just misunderstood. Or, or, or like I said, are completely not understood at all. And if people actually took the time instead of just saying, oh, that's just not a good thing. Oh, that's strange. Well, right. But I think a lot of times they're used to define who's in the group and who's out of the group. Right. You know, you see it happen with uh, sexuality, too, with the way people live their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there is a lot of taboo, you know, and I mean, I think in the course of our lifetime, we have seen uh, as pretty much, you know, our New England Western society really open up to more than just two genders, you know, (laughs) and well, well, see, well, here's the thing, like I (sighs) biologically, there are two genders. I don't give a fuck what anybody wants to tell me. Biologically, to me, there's two sexes. Well, sexes, genders, There's two types of equipment. It's to, But see, to me, that's potato, potato. Uh, but but it, gender it, is, to me, a little bit different. It's how you and express it's a, yourself. It's a, it's a slippery slope. I think... Uh, this is one I do not like talking about because like I, I empathize with the fucking plight. Okay. But I have a problem with this whole gender thing. Like I have to be called this. You're going to be called that. I'm a fucking cis gender white man. What the fuck does that mean? No, I'm Chris. Thank you. That's what I am. That's what I identify as me. Mm-hmm. And you should identify as you. And, and I just, it just, it gets, you get into these, these scary paths, I think just, and it, all, it gets slimy. It gets slimy. That's my opinion. We welcome yours, Holly. It's going back uh, to my. It's going back to my <laughs> youth with Fred Nutter on WCSH six. Well, I I don't want to get too 
like you know splitting too many hairs of different different things except for the fact that you know when i was a kid it was pretty straightforward and homosexuality though for the most part was not talked about and it was behind oh, yeah. the door and even in high school you know there were a few kids who were starting to become out but it was not as accepted and now that i am an adult with an, a teenager at my daughter's high school it is a much more open thing they had lgbtq club it was you know much more accepted and it has become much less of a taboo to be not one of these you know to be Oh yeah, you're non-heterosexual. I grew up in one of the most homophobic families I know. <sighs> I mean, I, I I seriously did. I, to, to tell you how homophobic my family was when I was growing up, they did not refer to they they would never talk about lesbians because, like most dumbass American white men they don't didn't understand that most lesbians weren't their ideal picture of them in their fucking brain <clears throat> but they would refer to gay men and people think like faggot and all that shit is like offensive my family called them fudge packers that's what i grew up hearing that's and if if they talked about it mm -hmm. that's how it was referred to in my fucking yeah. family yeah. And the way they the way my family was, it was disgusting. Mm -hmm. Disgusting. I mean that type, that amount of homophobia, it was just and then to find out years later that my grandfather's brother, mm -hmm. I mean my grandmother's brother was gay. Mm -hmm. You know, and the the way they talked down about gay people, you'd never want a gay man teaching your teaching your son, would you, Chris? the fuck are you talking i don't care but then to find out later on in my life that you know uncle jimmy was gay what a bunch of fucking hypocrites mm -hmm. yeah and not all cultures are are that way and you know um you know some indigenous cultures will refer to that as being like two-spirited or um you know they have sucking you know, cock. More... No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but they they would say that that person would have. Was it Kevin Smith? Said, no, that's just a guy you want around at parties when things get slow. <laughs> oh my! But <sighs> you know what I mean? Like some cultures have historically been more accepting, and it is not a taboo in some cultures. It has been up until more recently very taboo in our culture. To there along with other things you know our, i think um you know western culture has been a bit sexually repressed not just with homosexuality but polyamorism i gotta stop you because you're we're, gonna stop me i gotta I, stop you i gotta stop you because okay here's one that i i gotta throw at you because they talked about it on the morning show that i listened to jim and sam on sirius xm god love them hey, what what about and here's a big taboo. This one's going to fucking make you cringe. Pedophilia. Oh, it totally is. Absolutely. And what is it? Like They they were talking about it today, like, about will it ever be, like, normalized? And I was like, what? I know. 
Like, but people are actually talking about this type of shit. Right. And I mean, so this is the, the, this is like that slippery slope thing that we've, we've talked about where, you know, what, what, what is, you know, what, how things shift in and out of being taboo and, you know, homosexuality is kind of shifted out of being taboo as we become in a more mm -hmm. open accepting society, but they're, you know, definitely pedophilia and incest are two things that are definitely hot ticket oh, things big time that are taboo. super hard to talk about. Yep. People. And if, if, if you have experienced that, it is something that is often like shut away in a very, you know, and you, it's, you know, people will take years and years and years to come forward having those kinds of experiences. And I'm, I do not want to like, you know, you know, no, say I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not encouraging incest or pedophilia in any way. Or right. That is, it is okay. But, um, Jesus. but it is one of those things that has been taboo. It's and it's been taboo to talk about it. And even to say that it has happened in your family. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, that shit gets swept under the rug. Yes. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've had instances of it in my family where it's been swept under the rug, and um, I had instances where it was brought to light, but it's... And you're right. It's something that people don't like to talk about, and they get uncomfortable talking about it. <clears throat> But with pedophilia, there is a problem. And albeit, um, I don't think it is like such an outrageous problem that it's taking over the world. But I think it's a lot bigger than people know. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that pedophilia should ever be considered normal. But I do believe that it is a condition that we need to start to recognize and understand absolutely rather than just they're evil let's just kill them you know i mean i get it there's a definite issue i'm a parent you know if if somebody told me tomorrow like if my son came to me tomorrow and said some guy molested him i would I'd be fucking devastated. If he said one of his teachers molested him, I might be like, all right, good job. But, you know, that's just me being a fucking chauvinistic male asshole. But no, it's a fucking problem. And I, I mean, I'm not going to fucking condone it. Holly, I know Holly's not going to condone it. <laughs> but it is something that people should discuss. And I, think and, and I think people should be willing to discuss it and talk about it and be candid about it, not have to be so reserved about it, so worried that everything we say is going to be taken out of context. That's the other fucking thing that pisses me off about taboos and things lately is that people get taken out of context when they're talking. And like like somehow being proven to be this horrible person from this one little blurb that's taken out of something that was said that was much, much longer. It, right. It, it, oh, right. But yeah. That, yeah. That, and, and, and you know, that fits right in with what we're talking about. That whole, like I said, the pedophilia, what is it? Yep. You know, 
can we, you know, is there a way that we can manage these people? Mm-hmm. Or what, you know, what, where is the fix? Right. You know, and that's, I think that's, that needs to be the, the bigger concern for everybody. Like, how do we fix this? Rather yeah. than let's just round them all up and kill them. Right. You know? Right. Well, and certainly because that is um, one of those taboos that that activity leads to a lot of trauma in young people. Oh, yeah. You know, trauma, you know, and that to me is, you know, one of those problematic things. No, those, you know, people take. I I watch way too many serial killer shows that that's the way you breed serial killers. Right. Yeah. (laughs) By abusing them when they're young. So yeah, no. The, yeah, the, it's it's something that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I think uh, Chubbs just found us, Holly. Oh hey! So, hey yeah. yeah, we're we're doing the late night thing. Welcome, yeah. Chubbs. Started a little late, so uh, um, yeah. And and I, I do. I th- I think people need to talk about it and talk about all things that are quote unquote taboo. You know, this this idea that we shouldn't talk about things or that we shouldn't say certain things or or my favorite one, because you're white, you can't talk about race. Excuse me. We should all be able to talk about whatever and we should all be able to have proper discourse. That's just the way it is. You know, I, I, to, to say that we should eliminate people out of the discussion, I think is racist. Like that is the thing that I find disgusting. We need to eliminate these people out of the discussion. They have no, they have no right to be in here. Whoa. Mm -hmm. You know that. So I think a lot of these taboos, Mm -hmm. you know, race being another one. Issues of race. People don't like to talk about it. Oh my God. Can't talk about that. What if I say the wrong thing? Oh. Yep. And these things weigh heavy on the soul. You know, a, we're, we're, oh. we're, we're an anxiety ridden fucking population because <laughs> we're too worried about saying the wrong fucking thing. Well, and oftentimes when you keep things in energetically, um, it can just kind of like spin and fester, spin and fester on mm-hmm. the inside. And it is, you know, in my point of view, it's very healthy to be able to just like say what you have to say. And, yeah. um, you know, I'm I'm a big advocate of free speech and just, you know, um, being out there about your experience and. Um, getting, you know, everyone has a right to share their point of view. And, you know, and I think everyone should, as long as they're comfortable, because that helps clarify all the different facets of experience. Well, I think if, I think, I think if people were uh, more genuine and owned themselves, you know, like put their name on it. This is mine. This is who I am. This is, uh, this is my belief. This is how I feel. Like and be genuine. Right. There would be far less of this, you know, he's a piece of shit 
and people need to understand one another too. You know, I think that's where these taboos come into play big time is where we, we see something that somebody else does. Hmm. that we're like, oh, that's not cool. So we back off. Right. And then I'm sure you've had these, these instances where you backed off from someone because you thought something about them because of something. And then you find out later on, they're pretty cool. Yeah. I think, you know, well, one thing I'm, I'm personally very introverted. So for me, it's always trying to get to know someone and to not, um, I mean, that's part of the kind of the more introvert journey is to kind of break out of your shell and, um, not be so much in your internal world. Mm -hmm. Uh, But above and beyond that, I think for taboos, um, it's also kind of breaking through kind of like cultural perspectives and being open to experiencing other ways of being and other ways of thinking too in other ways of thinking um you know and and being able to be courageous enough to to maybe admit that your way of thinking is wrong from time to time yeah you know and i think we we Mm -hmm. there are so many areas where we do that um you certainly, you know, I've had, I've had my opinion changed on shit. Yeah. And, and people that say that, you know, with their politicians and stuff that that's wishy washy, if you change your opinion on something because facts change, that's Mm -hmm. understandable, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I've had, I've had instances where things I've had my mind changed on things, Mm you know, I'm, I'm going to probably friggin' piss off a lot of people when I say this. I'm on the fence on climate change. Completely on the fucking fence. Oh, yeah. That, that is actually becoming taboo to be, you know. I'm, and I am. I am on the fucking fan. fence about it because I've I've looked over a lot of different things and the 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 Earth's climate rises and falls. And what do you hear about that everybody's saying, you know, that we were coming out, we're, we're you know, we're, we're, we came out of an ice age. Right. So we're warming. Right. And I, I, do, do I think that people should pollute? Fuck no. Look at Los Angeles. Christ, you can't even look through the air. Right. <laughs> you have the windshield wipers in front of your fucking face. So, no, I don't believe that people should pollute. And I don't think that this gives people the carte blanche to just keep polluting or let's, you know, let's let's, you know, loosen some of these restrictions. No, I don't think that that's the way we should go. But I don't think that this climate change thing is what they're saying it is. So and that's a taboo. It absolutely is. I threw myself under the bus on that one. I'm sure I'll get some nice little fucking comments from that. (laughs) Well, I mean, similarly, there is this, like you and I have talked about this before, of the um, kind of science versus new age versus kind of indigenous belief things, um, where there are people who are very, very pro-science, and they will not always, um, and it is taboo to talk about anything like energy medicine and um, kind of the, you know, maybe the witch or 
uh, Wiccan experience mm-hmm. or shamanic healing kind of, you know, at the same time amongst some of those groups, you know, in, in, in science, it's, you know, people who are very pro science, they will talk about, well, you know, there are even still places in Africa that are, you know, where there is a greater belief in magic and mysticism and, you know, people are, you know, drinking like swamp water and because they don't have the technology, but then you, there are other pockets of kind of more magical communities that are distrustful of science. They are worried about the um, kind of corporate um, conspiracies that technology might be bringing to the planet. They want to go back and live a more simple, earthy, kind of hippie lifestyle. And, And there's nothing wrong with that. But for them, technology is becoming more and more taboo. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. Yeah, they 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 want to deviate away from that. Yes. You know that's uh, that goes back to those uh, <clears throat> communes. I had a friend of mine who got asked to get into one of those. We need a candle maker because <laughs> they they you know they had their land and they just they lived off the land. Right, and, and they were so- a, a community. And they all right. worked together. Right. So it is it is one group saying something about another group is bad and steering away from that and making something that the other group does as a taboo. Um, when, you know, I'm I'm more of like a middle road kind of a person where I think there's good and bad um, potential in everything. And yeah. to kind of look at it across the board. Well, um, all energy is neutral energy. Everything's neutral. Has no energy itself is has no purpose. It's just energy. Well, and it doesn't have evil intentions or good intentions. It right. Just, it's just neutral. It just is. It's it's just energy. Just it is. Is the human beings that make decision on how the energies. Are right, and used. then it's a, and then it's our own perceptions of morality that decide. Wow, you got some cat action going on over there. <laughs> They're being so naughty tonight. I don't know what's up with them. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I just, I, I don't know. I I think that people Back need... here in the land of naughty pussies. Yeah. Sit in that one, Holly. <laughs> Holly in her cat house. Um. But yeah, it, oh boy, know, our listeners are going to be like, "Wow, the the nine o'clock show is like <laughs> it's a lot wilder than what we're used to." They're talking about pedophilia and and put the <laughs> <laughs> but you know when it comes to like uh, religion, when you when you get down to like uh, witchcraft and things of that nature, the taboos. I grew up with with those taboos with having a different belief structure than everybody else and them not understanding what I was trying to tell them when I was like, you guys don't get it because no, you don't, you're not, uh, you're not a Christian anymore. So therefore you're not, you're going to hell. Oh, thanks. You know, so I, I, I just, when it comes to the taboos there, it's, it's all just a matter of just a little bit of understanding. 
And like I said, I think with a lot of this stuff, if we took more time to understand, A, a lot of these taboos would not be as taboo. And B, it might give us better insight and understanding into things that are and should stay taboo, i.e. pedophilia, incest. I'm sure the list can go on. <clears throat> well, and to really look at how we treat things that are taboo. I mean, women's um, women's cycles have been taboo in many cultures, and it's ranged with women are getting isolated and you know away from the community when they're um, during that time of the month. When and, they're menstruating. And when they're menstruating, yeah. and um, you know other when things. I, when I start my tribe, all the women will have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> During that time of the month. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh God, fuck that. That's fucking that's that's being a douche. Well, uh. right, where you know, and any kind of contact with that bodily fluid is also seen as, you know, impurifying the body. Oh, God. You know, and so there's this question of being, are you, you know, you're maybe religiously or spiritually unclean during certain times of a woman's cycle, or if you come in contact with certain bodily listen, fluids. Listen, gentlemen, if you have not eaten a woman's pussy close enough to her period to have gotten a little bit in your mouth, then fuck off. All right, continue, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> you totally just derailed me there. <laughs> well, no, it's true though. Like there are people who are just disgusted. I know guys who say all the time, "I won't, I won't have sex with a woman when she's on her period." That's disgusting, dude. Have you fucking seen what you shoot into her fucking vagina? For fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. Well, true, but this is because certain bodily fluids have been perceived as being unclean, especially right. if they come from below the waist. Yes. And the other thing is even oral sex has been seen as a, a one of those taboo things that has become more normalized as, yep. uh, you know, and part of that, I think, is porn, porn, um, pornography. Porn, pornography has made those activities more more normal. Right. Um, and people have looked at that and said, oh, well, that's not really that far out there. It's two consenting adults. Right. You know, there hasn't really been a reason why not to do it. Although some people do think that that is taboo as well as, you know, anal sex and some mm -hmm. other sexual activities that are more outside the, you know, the vanilla kind of, you know, straight up. Key in the V. Right. And and like and again, with a lot of these things, a little understanding. A little understanding. You know, what is going on or, you know, because there have been like I was not like educated properly when I was young. I experienced some shit when I got older where I was like, like wow, holy fuck. You know, whereas if I had had just a little bit of understanding. I'd have been like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's completely cool. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but it's it it, it is a problem. And uh, are we doing poopy talk? I don't know that this is poopy talk, Shadow Mick. Shadow Mick. I don't know if this is poopy talk. It's honest talk. I can do poopy talk. Usually involves someone laying underneath a glass coffee table. I mean, unless you're into that, you know, right on you, Mick. But, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> There's a whole genre. It's called scat porn. You can check it out. It's not what we're talking about tonight. This is taboo. Except that that would be a taboo, but not the one we're focusing on right now. Yes. Yes. What? what this sauce action talk? What the fuck does that mean? I like the profile picture. <laughs> I like the they live profile picture on this one. Bubby, Bubby Blindy. <laughs> but, uh, That's great. Wow. Yeah. But That's I don't understand what this sauce in quotation marks action talk means so uh, Mick German porn listen th th I'm of the opium Anthony school of uh, porn if your country has been bombed with a nuclear device you wind up or if you lose no if you've either been bombed with a nuclear device or you lost a world war then your porn is really odd so yeah because they have that chicken fucking porn and shit in Germany. Ugh. So, yeah. Oh. Oh, like saucy Holly. That's what it meant. I guess. No, no. Did I lose you over there, Holly? I'm, I, you know. Are you still lost in the whole German porn talk? I was contemplating it a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where is Chris going with this? <laughs> there was a video in Washington State with a horse and a guy. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I was more along the lines of I once did a podcast with my friend and it lasted four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. <sighs> you know, and except for the like brief interlude when my cat turned my camera on, you can't see me, but my face keeps feeling redder and redder because you know we're going well, into these. Listen, like... well, and again, we're talking about taboos. Mm -hmm. You know, things that people don't want to talk about and are uncomfortable, I or can that. feel very uncomfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, there are some things which I think we should have some form of uncomfortability talking about it, but we should still talk about it. Oh, I agree. And then, and then there are things that are uncomfortable to talk about that shouldn't be uncomfortable to talk about. Right. Like, I think it, it, we are far beyond being uncomfortable talking about sex, or we should be. But why we still hold on to that? Mm -hmm. And why it's still so, it's still so weird to talk about it. Right. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I mean, to talk about it with your kids, like kids are always going to be weirded out by you talking about sex with them. Mm -hmm. Like if you're trying to talk to your own kid or whatever, like I'm not talking about the kid you're trying to talk about having sex with. If you're a pedophile, 
I wasn't going that fucking route, assholes. I'm talking about, you know, if you're talking to your kid. That's always going to be awkward. I try to talk to my son about that shit. He fucking shuts down. <laughs> if I'm not goofing around with him and I start talking about sex, it's fucking all over. Boom. Shut off. Fuck you, dad. And yet it's one of the most like natural biological things that we do. Yeah. 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 And, and I try, I keep, I keep, uh, I keep pushing with it and pushing to try and, you know, cause it's, I just want him to understand certain things. Right. You know, it's like I grew up with no literal, uh, uh, literal, no understanding whatsoever. My parents never talked to me about sex. My, I mean, I think my father's talked to me about sex was uh, grow a beard. It tickles them. They love it. That was, that was it. That was what I got. You know, and uh, the Christ, the health class, the sex education and health class was horrible when I was in school. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. <laughs> And I know my kids have gotten a better education when it comes to that in school, mm. but still to talk about them, talk about it with them. It's, you know, and, and it's different too. Like I was just talking with, um, I was just talking with Phil, Phil polling. Uh, and, uh, I was talking to him about, you know, my son and how he just has no interest. He just, you know, he's not, could care less about you know dating or having a relationship or anything like that and phil was saying yeah my boys are the same way he's like my oldest just finally got a girlfriend you know it's it changed he's like it changed the minute it happened but he's just like it's just still it's the mindset right now you know and i know it's not the mindset uh, across the board but it, it I was talking with some other people. I think it was Matt I was talking with about it. You know, and it's just, it's not the same as it used to be. You know, there's just not that interest. It's just, uh, like, when I talked to my son about it, he's like, man, dad, high school relationships don't last. I couldn't fucking argue with him. Mm -hmm. You know, because that was his response. Right. And I mean, I laughed at the, in the moment I chuckled. I was like, yeah, I, I can't. And I said that I can't fucking argue with that. It's mm -hmm. uh, a pretty, pretty damn good statement right there, son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they suck. I, but some people do get together in high school and spend their entire lives together. It does sure. happen. It does happen. Not does in happen. my life. <laughs> <laughs> not in my not, life either, not but. in my life uh my parents lives <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents made it yeah um but but this is the other thing is this these ideas about not just sex but love in that can you live love more than one person and have that be okay that's or, a big taboo that you know and there is kind of um, a cultural taboo against loving more than one person, or at least the belief that you shouldn't be loving more than one person at one time. And yet it is entirely possible. 
Hey, Do I taboo, Phil? I, Phil, I've played the taboo fucking game. <laughs> so. And I've seen taboo the porno. One and two, Phil. I think I saw it the same night that I saw the Super Bowl of suck-offs. Yes, you heard that right, people. I watched a porno when I was a young man called the Super Bowl of suck-offs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> ah, that shit happened. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But, you know... As these things, like like I said, what was taboo for you and I when we were younger has changed for our kids. To some extent. To some extent, yes. And some things are still very much taboo, like yep, some things intercourse with animals. Well, yeah. I mean, I should hope so. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the things have changed. You know, so like you were talking about, there was an L LGBT community uh club in your daughter's school yes and that is you know, that is a, a change definitely my my son's told me he has bi friends yep yep you know and to uh, me and, that's and a to good him thing. and to him it's it was fucking just you, if you had ever heard me when i was 16 years old saying that i, I gotta buy a friend my friends would have been like what <laughs> it, it would have been fucking crazy but to him, it's normal, like it should be. Yeah. Like it absolutely should be. Like there's, yeah. n there's no reason for there to be a problem with it. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, he, his, his understanding of those things and, you know, like I had asked him about drugs once. Or I've had a few times now. Because, Christ, if you listen to the kid talk, he sounds stoned. <laughs> so, like, there's been a couple times I'm like, are you sure? You get, have you gotten into the old man's weed? But, you know, he's... And I believe him. Flat across the board, I believe him. Because I've asked him a few times. And the, well, the first time I asked him, he said, no. He said, no, Dad. So I, I, mm -hmm. I, have, a, I have a friend, I think, that's tried it, Dad. And then I asked him a little, uh, you know, like, probably maybe like a year later or so. And he was like, yeah, I got friends that do it. I friend that did mushrooms too. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> who's this kid's name and whose parents should I be calling? I don't give a fuck. I mean, <clears throat> I was doing shit when I was those kids' age a hundred times worse than what they're doing. I was huffing gas and shit. I was just burning brain cells. I mean, it's amazing. I'm still coherent and can read <laughs> and, and put together sentences. Oh, my goodness. I did stupid shit. You know, but it, so like what I said, like it was what was taboo for us. Is changed for them. It's, it's totally different. You know, and I think the biggest thing that I, as far as like this subject goes. You know, my biggest message for this is have a little understanding. You know, with a lot of these things, just take a moment. You know, because a lot of people, people, stupid fucking reasons. 
you know, I'm not going to like that person because, you know, they do this or they do that. Has nothing to do with me. Doesn't affect me whatsoever, but because they do it, I'm just not going to like them. And I'm not going to listen to what they have to say. How fucking stupid can you be? These things should be talked about. You know? Why why is it so hard for people to just open their fucking mouths, talk back and forth, not hate? Mm -hmm. I talked about it on my show. I've talked about it, I think, on this show. I've, I've had conversations with my good friend, Matt Knapp. Matt and I have different topics. We do not jive well with a few rather important personal subjects. We just don't. Mm -hmm. But because we're friends and because we can understand one another and sit and have dialogue, we don't hate each other at the end. And I love that. I love the fact that I can have a friend who is so different from me in a lot of ways that in other subsects of our of this country like we would be calling each other assholes and like calling for each other's death because that's sort of the thing that's been going on <laughs> but we can have our this friendship and it means a lot to me because we are so radically different you know, here's a guy deeply rooted in Christianity I'm I grew up that way but I'm not very right wing. I'm a little left of center. You know, I mean, but I can have honest discourse with him because we're both fucking adults. And that I think that's another thing. People in this country, they just need to be fucking adults. You can have a discussion and not want to tear another person's fucking head off. It's called a discussion. There doesn't need to be any physical thing involved. But people get pissy and they get angry and then they have to resort to something else. It's seen to happen all the time. Well, and and there's sometimes there that fear of what's unknown or misunderstood. Um, you know, that when people get in the fear place, they sometimes feel like they have to protect themselves. So sometimes the kind of if something is a transgression of a taboo, then um you know, people need to feel like they have to protect themselves or their tribe from what is <laughs> I, I have to I have to stop you for a minute, Holly. Uh, Phil, yeah. if Marilyn said it was okay to have sex with donkeys, you'd be all right with it. Let's be real. You love that woman. <laughs> even in <laughs> death. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Holly, he derailed me. <laughs> That's all right. Him, him and his love of Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we've talked a lot about sex tonight, but death is also one of those like areas where people are don't necessarily want to talk about death either, or oh, what God. happens after death. That is a, a touchy subject. See, I, I've gotten to a point in my life now where I am not afraid of death. I'm com 
completely okay with like the idea of dying. The problem I have is the way I go out. You know, if we can make this quick, painless as possible, I'm down. Gunshot to the head, die in my sleep. Let's not do the six months of cancer. Let's not play that fucking game. But no, I, I, I've come to the terms of the fact that like I'm good with whatever is beyond. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It's the way I get there. That's the part that I have a problem with. But I mean, I, I was trying to talk to my son, you know, again, my son about um something with this. And I won't go into what it was, but, um, you know, I was just like, you know, there's not a whole lot of time left. You know, and you have to think about that. And it's not an easy thing to talk about either. When it comes to, especially if it's somebody that's near and dear to your heart. When you're talking about death. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking about the death of somebody else, you talk about somebody else's death all day long. But, you know, if you're talking about a parent or a grandparent, uncle... Hardest one to hit me was my uncle. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was because he died so young. It was so mm-hmm. fucking tragic. Mm-hmm. To me, it was it was tragic. I mean, he was like 50, but he was the youngest of my father's brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, he had schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. And he just, and, and bad too. Like it wasn't, he was... He had to be under care and right. so on and so forth. Um, you know, um, but when it happened, uh, I I was blown away by how much it hit me because when my grandmother passed away, like I was fine and I thought I'd, I, I would be destroyed that I would break down inside because I spent like so much time with her. Mm-hmm. Like she was such an important figure in my life. And I was, I, I was kept everything together. I mean, I was upset, but I kept it all together. And when, when my uncle Matt went, I mean, it just boom. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I cried like crazy, like crazy, like to the point where my father came over and he was like, are you okay? Yeah. And I just didn't understand why it hit me. And I wound up, I was one of the people that carried, carried the casket. I was one of the pallbearers. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and death is a trip. Yep. And like, you know, like, I didn't really even understand like that whole process until I was much later in my adult life because no one really talked about it. And no, you know, and I had people in my family who were passing away and no one sat me down and said, well, these are kind of like the stages of what's going to happen because we just don't talk about it. You know, not even in that kind of preparatory way of mm-hmm. just to get you ready. This is what's going to happen. It's this hasn't been that much conversation about it. You know, it yeah. Well, and, and how much conversation can we really have about it? Our, our, our experience on it is very limited. We have experience like up to the point of eh, <laughs> that's it. 
you know, and, and what 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 little we have of that experience up to that fucking flatline point. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, nobody's coming back. I mean, there are people who come back to life, quote unquote. But we have never had anybody that's truly died, died, and then come back to life to tell us what's going on. Like, spend like six months there. <laughs> Unless you want to count Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know that we have the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about the process and the physiological process of dying. But as far as after, I just don't know that there's much we can we really have to talk about. Oh, there's a wonderful place. Is there? Do you really know? I mean, at this point, I'm sure there's something. Universe is just too damn intricate. I'm sure there's something. What it is? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you I know what it is. <clears throat> but as with often, I hope that you know, it was all one big joke on me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at least then I can get a giggle. Mm. But, you know, I mean, it's a scary subject for people. It was a scary subject for me for a long time. I did not like to think yeah. about it. I did not like to talk about it. Yeah. I did not like the idea of me dying. I'm way more on board with it nowadays. Not like, hey, bring it on. Like, let's go. (laughs) But I'm just like, yeah. If it happens, it happens. I'm cool with it. Mm -hmm. But I used to be extremely afraid of it. Overtly afraid of it. Like, to the point where, like, sometimes if I thought about it, it would, like, give me anxiety. And, like, wig me out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's another one of those tough, tough subjects. It's certainly like, maybe it's not even the physiological process that's difficult, but it's like the kind of end of life, what's going to happen, and, you know, <clears throat> families like dividing up stuff and then having to confront that end. And that can be a difficult, almost oh, taboo yeah. conversation to have a loved one who you know is passing, but having to be like, okay, well, what are the instructions? What do you want me to do? And having to bring up that conversation can be very difficult. Yeah. Um, you know. F- Phil says we may not even be real. Phil, I wish that I'd never met you so I could still maybe consider you as not real. <laughs> but I but I have I have drank with you at a fire. <laughs> Or the illusion of you has drank with the <laughs> yeah, illusion yeah. of Phil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, though, uh, Phil, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Phil's probably the most adept drunk I've ever met in my life. Man, almost fell into a fire. And I say almost, it, there was really no almost. That's why he's so adept. Like, he started to fall and, like, swung his body into such a way that he landed in his chair. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, if I could have held up a fucking card with a 10 on it, (laughs) I'd have done it. Uh, But uh, yeah, on that note, Holly. Yeah, I think we uh, did a pretty good. We went all over the place. 
that was like that was one of those topics where when you sent it to me i was like it's a great topic because we can go like all around the barn like you don't have to stay in one spot it's not like you can talk about so many different things it doesn't have to be just about one thing i know we didn't even talk about food taboos oh food taboos well i kind of talked about me like not eating what was it uh sushi and then changing your mind about sushi right like well that's like the raw meat to kind of a taboo but that's not like a big taboo but yeah there are some there are some weird things in the food the whole food thing that goes on like i had a friend that ate insects oh yeah and like i was down to try that shit and i never got to yeah I don't know if Do I want to just go grab some insects and fry them up or whatnot. You know, I don't know. I, w- I wanted to get his like, uh, uh, what is he? He's had, he had the inside scoop on that shit. Mm-hmm. You need to talk to an expert. Yeah. Oh, just go out and start grabbing some crickets, fry them <laughs> up in a pan. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> oh, I, I would totally go the chocolate route. You know, everything's better <laughs> chocolate. with chocolate. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, that and like the organ meats, right? Like certain yeah. organ meats. Yeah. Um, people have some weird shit. But you know, all you people well, that eat liver, fuck you. That's all I gotta say. That nasty shit. <laughs> That's one thing, Holly. You will never see me eating <laughs> liver. Yeah. Ugh. smells horrible it tastes horrible it's the nastiest shit let's take the thing that filters everything in our body and then let's eat that (laughs) wow you have um amazingly strong feelings anti (laughs) anti liver feelings oh because my parents tried to force feed me that shit when i was younger oh geez i had parents that literally tried to force feed me food Mm. yeah and I have never done that to my children. Ever. And I don't have any problems. Amazingly that, enough. That that is a big thing with with some families of is what what you know, you have to either clear your plate or you have to always eat what's provided for you. And mm-hmm. then some families are much more <clears throat> relaxed about it. Um and if you're one of those people, fuck you. <laughs> I hate those people. That 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 type of stuff sickens me because of the way I grew up with food and how like how they were about it. It, it like that type of mentality pisses me off. Because you were like forced to eat things that you I was, yeah. Like, yep. yeah yep I, I was forced to like I would cry mm-hmm. because it, I like I just hate like there was some stuff it was like taste and texture it would make me vomit. Mm-hmm. My my father tried to make me eat a tomato once, and I friggin' puked right on him. I probably got beat for that. I don't remember, but yeah, that's yeah. and and th- like those that that type of food mentality. I just I don't know. It's it's it sickens me. Mm. So when people are like that, I'm like fuck you. If somebody ever told me to clean my plate at a table, I would mm-hmm. purposely leave like fucking three quarters of the food on there. <laughs> and then walk away from the table. 
Oh my goodness. Because um, that's the type of stuff that just, it's like, really, do you need to have that much control over me? Well, I mean, I think the taboo thing is a little bit about taboo and it's a little bit about, you know, making decisions on what's a perception of what, what is right and what is wrong or what is healthy or clean and what isn't. And it is, you know, drawing a line in the sand between you know, what you, what is, you know, okay and what's not okay. And food falls into that, like what, oh, yeah. what you should be eating, you know? Yeah. No, I, I mean, agree. it's taboo to eat garbage, but you know, I. Hey, listen, you know, I love me a, I love me a big fucking Mac, Polly. You can't take my Big Macs away from me. I'm not taking your Big Macs away from you, but you know, if you're dumpster diving for <laughs> oh, half no. a cheeseburger, no. then I'm Fuck kind that. of gonna scratch my head about that. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that shit. No, I go get that shit from the drive-through. Well, right, but that would be a food taboo. Is you're talking about fast oh, my, food. My fucking late night Big Macs. Oh, mm-hmm. God. You that's know? my that's my tab. That's my food taboo because I hate and love them. Oh. <laughs> yep. Do you like feel your arteries clogging up as you consume? No. What what happens is I feel amazing when I open that thing and when I eat it. And then much like when I would come on my stomach when I was a young man, I feel instant shame. Because <laughs> it just, it, it, it isn't shame. It, it, your body just feels ugh afterwards. There's just something about it. Like after you eat it, it just, ugh. but when I'm eating it, I'm fucking loving it. Every goddamn bite. Oh, it's wonderful. Well, that I think that is part of the appeal for some people. Not for you. Your taboo is maybe, you know, you know you shouldn't eat Big Macs, but you love them. And part of the taboo is doing something you'd like or that instant gratification. And then afterwards, it just doesn't feel so great. You know, right? there are, you know, groups of people who kind of, you know, do taboo things for the experience of, I'm doing something naughty. Oh, just to do something naughty. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to eat sheep balls because it's fucking naughty. I can say I ate some sheep balls. Or those uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. Like bulls testicles or some shit. I think they eat the testicles of many species out there. Yeah. Do some weird shit. People are weird. I suppose if it's deep fried, most things that are deep fried taste like deep fried taste great i yeah i don't know i have not tried that but. See, I, what i need to have what i need to try is a deep fried candy bar that's the shit i need to try i've heard mm. they do this shit these deep fried candy bars i want one they deep fry I, everything i almost uh, I, I i went to eat at a, a a lunch truck one day when uh when i was back working for the company i was working for and uh they had the deep fried Oreos mm-hmm. and I came so close to getting them, but I was f- so full from the shit that I got. <laughs> Those lunch trucks can be good. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, on that note, Holly, 
Should I go out with should we go out with a little music? I think we should. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to cradle the balls while the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode four taboos. If you like this stuff, hit that little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbs down button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Uh, you can go on over and check out our good friend Matt Knapp at Bigfoot Crossroads and Cryptid Tales on YouTube. You can download this episode and other episodes of The 14 Slip at anchor.fm forward slash The 14 Slip. If you'd like to check out an old pervert, you can go on over to youtube.com forward slash parabreakdown. Master of illusions. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, check out our good friend, Dreadfun, at youtube.com forward slash Dreadfun and dreadfun.com. We'll be back next week with another topic to stimulate your brain. You know, you are starting to remind me of Bob Ross. And if we start painting <laughs> happy little trees. Go, go, happy little tree over here. Um, oh, happy, happy this, little cloud. This, this is a little squirrel I brought into my house. And uh, yeah, I've been taking care of him for a little while now. And um, uh, we're going to let him go into the wild. Now I'm going to pick up my paints and uh, we're going to start this canvas. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back next week, everybody. Have a good week. Bye.